0: Good morning. So, as uh, Pastor Mark and as Laura pointed out, we are wrapping up this short series called Everyday Mission. And what we've been doing in this series is simply looking at how God has made us for mission and how we are to live out that mission. Today, we're going to talk about how important it is to support. That mission. And I realize that a number of you already do that by volunteering your time and energy and your abilities. Uh, But today we're going to look at the importance of supporting that mission through the giving of your offerings, okay? Your gifts that help us to do the ministry that we do here in Christ's name. And if you think about it, uh, the whole concept of Christianity revolves around this idea of giving. For example, in John 3, 16, very familiar verse, right? It says this, God so loved the world that he, what's the next word? Gave, yeah. So God calls us to give, and when he calls us to give, he simply is calling us to follow his lead because he is a giver. He wants us to support his mission by learning how to give and how to grow in our giving. In 2 Corinthians 8, Paul says, just as you excel or grow in everything, in faith in speech and knowledge and complete earnestness and in your love for us, see that you also excel or grow in this grace of giving. So yeah, God wants you to grow in your love for him and for other people. He wants you to grow in your knowledge of God's word. He wants you to grow in your faith. But based on that verse that we just heard, God also wants you to grow in your ability to give. And he wants you to do that for a couple of reasons. First, because giving allows you to express your appreciation, right? It allows you to express your appreciation to God. Whenever you give an offering, whether you're texting to give or you're putting something in the plate or it's an automatic withdrawal, it is giving you an opportunity, a wonderful opportunity to thank God for all his blessings. In 2 Corinthians 9, it says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. God doesn't want you to give because you have to give. Oh my goodness, God, to give. Or because you feel guilty if you don't give. He wants you to give because you want to give, right? He, you, you, because you want to thank him for all of, all of, your, all of his blessings to you. In 2 Corinthians 9, this is a couple of verses later, verse 12, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. And honestly, there isn't a higher motivation to give than thankfulness, right? Thankful that God is the source of your life, your abilities, all the stuff that you have and enjoy. Thankful that he's given to you most of all Jesus. Back in 2 Corinthians 8, this time verse 9, it says, Paul says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. So because God is a giver, he gave Jesus to you. And Jesus, as God, of his own free will, came to this heaven and gave his life so that you can be forgiven and live in confidence that you are going to have an eternity with him in heaven. Because Jesus was willing to become poor, humble himself, come to this planet as a little baby, and then live and die, we enjoy the riches of God's grace. All right, guilt that that guilt that has been washed away, a relationship with God that is restored, and all because of. God being a giver, he has given you all of these blessings and they are available to you, to me, to anyone who looks to Jesus in faith right here, right now, these gifts are available because Jesus earned them through his death and resurrection. So when you believe that Jesus lived for you, died for you, rose from the dead for you, all of these blessings that God pours out that he wants you to enjoy, they are yours because because God is a giver. And here's where I'm going with all of this. When you give an offering, here's, this is what I want you to do. You should always want to give that offering in response, right? In response to what God has given to you first. That's the key. It should always be an outward expression. Your giving should always be an outward expression of your love and appreciation for all that God has done for you. Just yesterday, my my middle son, Stephen, turned 29. Whee, I feel old. But he was up here last weekend for my father's funeral. And while he was here, my wife, Carla, and I gave him uh, a little earlier, but we gave him his birthday gift because we love and appreciate him. But also, we gave him that gift because giving a gift is a powerful, outward expression of love and appreciation, Right? So when you give, your offerings have that same mentality. You give your offering, whether, again, however you do that, you say, okay, Lord, I'm doing this because I love you. And I appreciate all that you've done for me physically through my health, materially through all my stuff, and I got a lot of stuff, through my, uh, relationally, through my family and friends, and of course, above all, spiritually through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I'm giving this to you as an act, as an outward expression of my love and appreciation for all that you've done for me in Christ. In 2 Corinthians 8, verse 8, Paul says, I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love. Again, don't give because you feel like you have to give or you are gonna feel pressured to give or you feel guilty if you don't give. Give because you love Jesus, because you love God, because you know there are people he still wants you to reach. Give as an act of love and worship. So one of the reasons why you should want to give and why giving is so important for you as a Christ follower is because it allows you to give this outward expression of your love and appreciation to a God who loved you and me first. Second, giving is important because giving also allows you to examine your motivation. When you give to support the mission of Christ church here on this earth, it gives you an opportunity to examine your heart and think to yourself, okay, why am I giving this amount? When the offering plate passes, I always throw in a 20, it's always what I've done, I always throw it in, why do I do that? And that's a good question for a couple of reasons. First, it gets you to look beyond your own wants and desires. Okay, it gets you to, to look beyond your own wants and desires. It, it gets you to look at your motives, and your priorities, and realize that when you are giving an offering to the Lord in response to what He's given to you, it is done as an act of worship. It's it's you know it is allows you to to give in in such a way that it's not about you, but it's about Christ and His church. Right? It's about those people that Jesus still wants to reach. It's about your love and worship of God and, and, and for all that He has done for you. Second, though, giving prevents selfishness and keeps your priorities in balance. In the Old Testament, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 14, it talks about giving as a way to put God first, okay, and then also to keep him first, which is where we want God to be. We want God to be God, right? We want to keep, his priority, our, um, keep him as our top priority, Jesus words this a little bit differently in Matthew 6, but he's basically saying the same thing. He says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That should be top priority. And all these things will be given to you as well. Keep your priorities straight. That's what giving does. I got to be honest, when I was uh, in college before I met my wife, um, I struggled with giving. I did. I was honest, like, you know, God, do you really need this money more than I do? I was a college student. And thankfully, by his spirit, I discovered that God doesn't need my money and he doesn't want my money. He simply wanted me. And for all of you here, for all of you watching online, same holds true. You know what God wants when you give that offering? He doesn't want the money. He, he wants your love. He wants your worship. He wants your gratitude for all that He's given to you. He wants you. In uh, 2 Corinthians 8, it says, they did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. First, they gave themselves to the Lord, right? They kept their priorities straight. That's what giving does for you. It's not only a way for you to outwardly express your love and appreciation to God for all he's done for you and Jesus, but it also gives you a chance to kind of step back and think about why you're giving what you're giving and also to help keep God, God. Third reason why giving is important is because it also helps you or allows you to enlarge your expectations. When you give an offering, it it helps to grow your trust in God and in his promises. It empowers you to step out in faith. In Malachi 3, God challenges his people to step out in faith when it comes to their giving. Look at this. God says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse That there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have enough room for it. You see that God's basically daring you to try to outgive Him, and you can try, but I'll tell you right now, it won't work. You cannot outgive God. You can't. I mean, there's no way you can outgive what God has given to you in Jesus. You can't outgive the fact that when you believe that Jesus is your Savior, that your sin has been washed away through Christ's sacrifice. You can't outgive the fact that when you, by faith, are adopted into God's family, heaven is your home. And there are thousands of other ways that God has blessed you. You cannot outgive God. But God still challenges you to try. He says, Give back a portion of of what I've given to you to manage during your life here in this earth, just give back a portion of it so that I can continue to reach these people who need to know about me and my love too. Just give back a portion and know that you won't be able to outgive me because I will always, always bless you more. In Luke 6, Jesus says it this way, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. In that verse and in Malachi 3, God is saying, give back a portion as an act of love and worship to me who has blessed the socks off of you. Give back a portion and just know I will honor that faithfulness. I will provide for you and I will always bless you more. So giving also provides you with that opportunity, right? It gives you the opportunity to enlarge your expectations of God and to deepen your trust in Him. Now with all of that said, because I was there, I understand that when it comes to giving an offering to support the mission of Christ Church here on this this earth, in particular, Royal Redeemer, it can be scary. It's a little risky. I mean, what if I lose my job? What if somebody gets sick and dies? What if the stock market tumbles? What if inflation continues to go through the roof? What if, what if? And I get that. I was there. But I hope you understand that when I'm talking about this, you know, this commitment to the Lord and to supporting his church, and as well as a financial commitment, we make commitments all the time, right? We make commitments to sports and to our career, to our marriages, school, you know, work, and we make financial, financial commitments too. So this isn't anything new. We make financial commitments to our utility company and to our cable provider, right, the phone provider. But when it comes to making a financial commitment that God is calling us as his people to make, to his church, to support the mission, to get the word out, to let people know about Jesus, we stall, we, we, we stammer, we hesitate, we're like... Ugh. So, so let me just offer you this. When, when it comes to supporting the mission of Christ church, understand there are two types of giving commitments available. The first is this. It's giving by reason. Giving by reason is where you simply pull out your bank account statements and you look online or whatever, you see how much money you have, and then you say, well, yeah, I, I guess I could afford this. This won't be that much of a hit, and it seems reasonable to me, and you give that. A lot of people give that way. A lot of people give that way, and it requires absolutely no faith on their part. Because you're just, you're just looking and seeing what you can afford and it makes sense and there's no rationale behind it other than, well, it sounds like a good number. That's giving by reason. There's a second kind of giving and it's giving by revelation, okay, where you are giving based on what God and his word says. So you look at your bank account, you see what you can afford and then you say, okay, God, God what do you want me to give? What can I give that will really show my love for you, but not just my love, but that I totally, completely trust you. That's giving by revelation. It's giving in faith. In Mark 12, there's a story about Jesus kind of sitting like I am watching people come to the temple and putting their money into the temple treasury. It's a pretty familiar story. And then there's this widow who comes up and she puts in two pennies. And Jesus commends this widow saying she gave more than anybody Now, granted, it's just two pennies. Today, we see a penny in the ground. We don't even know if we wanna bend over and expend the energy to pick it up. But that's not the point, is it? The point is that this woman, this widow, this poor widow was giving in faith because she was giving all that she had. Was she still gonna have to eat that evening? Yes. But she trusted. She trusted that God would meet that need. See, that's giving by revelation. That's giving by faith. That's a, that's, a, that's a risky kind of thing to do, but it's a powerful way to, to give. And, and, and so I just want you to understand that whenever God asks us to give, and I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm hoping and praying that you want to give by revelation. Whenever God asks you to do something, he always tells you how to do it. And in 1 Corinthians 16, God does through the apostle Paul. Look at this, now about the collection for the Lord's people, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. So based on what God's word, the revelation of God's word says, Paul offers us these three steps when it comes to giving a gift to support the mission of Christ's church in response to what he has done for us in Christ. First, when you give, it ought to be regular. It should be a habit. Paul says on the first day of every week. So every Sunday, every first day of the week, make sure that you're setting some money aside for supporting the mission. If you have, again, if you text to give, same thing, doesn't matter. If you have automatic withdrawal, fantastic, because it's regular. What you don't wanna do is give sporadically or randomly, like, yeah, you know, I feel like I can give today or, you know, whatever. That's not what you want. When you give, if you're gonna give, Make it regular, okay? Make it consistent. Second, Paul says it also should be planned. Paul says each of you should set aside a sum of money. So plan out in advance what you're going to give, whether it's automatically withdrawn or whatever. Plan it out in advance. Don't just, as the plate comes by, you whip out your wallet and say, oh, I only got two bucks. There you go. Plan it out, right? Just like you planned out what you're going to wear to come to church today, plan out what you're going to give to the Lord your God. Plan it out, make it planned. Third, it also ought to be proportional. Paul says, give in keeping with your income. Has God blessed you with a lot? Then give a lot. Has God blessed you with a little? Just like that little boy. Then give a little. God will bless it. Okay, but give proportionately. Deuteronomy 16 says, each of you should give in, a gift in proportion to the way God has blessed you. So give proportionately, right? Give in faith, not by reason, but by revelation, knowing that as you give, no matter how much you give, you can't outgive God because he will always bless you more. Not necessarily with more, but he will bless you more. So by now, you should have a general idea that as members of Christ's church, God is calling us to support his mission. And as members of Royal Redeemer, we do a lot of ministry and mission work here. And there's, there's more we could do, okay? We're just waiting to do it. But I, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is your gifts, your offerings make a difference, okay? They allow us to do a lot of ministry. Right? Because you give, we are able to subsidize Meals on Wheels that provides 35 to 40 meals to residents in this community once a month. Because of your giving, we were able to just finish training 10 Stephen ministers, people who will then walk alongside members of this, this church community when they're going through a difficult time. Because of your giving, we are able to provide booklets and Bibles and resources that care, that offer care and comfort, especially if you're grieving for whatever reason, also instructional booklets on baptism. Because of your giving, we are able to subsidize our Lutheran school, help subsidize that, uh, 330 students, as well as help provide instruction materials for confirmation students. Um, we're training the next generation of Christian leaders here. And, and you're able and your giving helps us do that. It helps us to um, have a full-time dedicated director of youth ministry in Christina Nelson. Because of your giving, we are able to maintain this incredible campus where we are able to hold events and worship and meet, where we host groups like AA and Adults uh, Children of Alcoholics. Uh, it's where the North Royalton Band has their concerts. There are like four concerts every year. Because of your giving, we are able to be a food pantry for this community. Right, We provide space, storage, refrigeration, electricity, your giving helps us to do that. Just yesterday, I don't know if you knew this, we gave to 130 family units. Uh, there was this community food drive, so 266 people with food insecurities were given food, and 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 these are people who may have been able to make it week by week, but now because of inflation, inflation, it's no longer possible. But were you able to do that? And because of your giving, we're able to be the place where that happens. And we don't just give people food. We pray with them. We provide them with devotional booklets and Bibles. Speaking of Bibles, because of your giving, we're able to give Bibles away. You might not think that's a big deal, but for 30 plus students, and these are kids who were here for VBS or a summer camp program, it's the first Bible they got. Thank you for giving. Because if you're giving, we're able to host a place, uh, uh, provide a place for, to host PLI, Pastoral Leadership Institute. It's a place, it's a, it's a Lutheran organization that trains and equips and builds pastors to be even better pastors. And, and we're the place in this Midwest area where they are able to come. So we're helping grow God's kingdom. You're helping that happen. You're helping to provide um, Laura, uh, us with a director of family ministry, and Laura LeBob. Two weeks ago, we hosted the Capes and Crowns events. 150 kids learned how they are part of God's mission. See, and I could just go on and on and on, but we're running out of time, so I gotta wrap it up. But my point is that your giving matters. It does. And in response to all that God has done for you, my challenge is to continue, to just challenge you to give and give generously. But here's what I really like to do. I'd like to challenge you to give and grow in your giving and to grow by a tithe. Now a tithe in the Bible is 10%. So what does that mean? It means that if you're giving $10 each week, you would grow it by adding $1 more, that's 10%. If you're giving $50 each week, then you grow it by another $5. If you're giving $100 each week, you grow it by $10. See how it works? And just go on and just figure it out. But here's why I'm asking you to do that, why I'm challenging you to do that. I asked Gary Lakowski, our office administrator, to crunch some numbers. And he found that if everybody, of all of you who are giving, whatever you give currently, if you were to increase it by a tithe, we would have an additional $175,000 to spend on ministry. That's pretty amazing. That's just giving, but increasing your giving by a tithe. And so I wanna challenge you to, to do that. I'm gonna challenge you to do, we can do this. Just, let's step out in faith. Let's start next week. Okay, next week is the start of a whole new church here. It's called Advent. So let's let's do this. And, and, and let's give in, in response to what God has done for us in Jesus. Let's give and let's celebrate all that God has done for us. And, and, and let's give trusting that we can't outgive God, that he will always, always bless us in return. And we'll continue to honor our faithfulness. So again, I I wanna challenge you to think about what you're giving and to grow it by a tithe. These last couple of months have been, uh, uh, our giving has has gone down and and, and we have a lot of ministry. There's more ministry we wanna do, okay? The more you give, the more we can do. So, So please take this challenge seriously and take to heart. When you give as an act of love and worship, the words of God come true, like this one in Philippians 4. Philippians 4, 19, God will meet all our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So let me challenge you in a couple of ways. First, let me just challenge you to thank God for his gift to you in Jesus. Because of God's willingness to be a giver, we have Jesus. You, me, all people can be forgiven and saved through faith in him. So this week is Thanksgiving. If you don't do it today, sometime give thanks to God for Jesus this week. Second, Connect with God and read 2 Corinthians 9. Read those verses and learn what God has to say about supporting his mission. And then ask God to give you the courage to step out in faith and to increase what you give, whatever that is, by a tithe. Okay? And know that you can't outgive God, right? And then, third, apply the ways to give from 1 Corinthians, that uh, should be 16 where Paul talks about giving by revelation, right? When you give, make it regular, make it planned, make it proportional. All right, well, let's pray about this. Would you pray with me, please? Let's pray. Father, right now, there are people in this place who want to give, who want to grow in their giving, but they have worries and fears that are keeping them from taking that step of faith. So Lord, help us to trust you. Help us to live with open hands, to live generously, just as you so richly have given to us in Jesus. Help us to realize that true joy comes from what we give, not what we get. Father, thank you in advance for all that you will do in the hearts of these people here today and what we together as your church will accomplish for your kingdom. Bless us in this, O Lord God Almighty. We love you. We pray this in the holy name of Jesus and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.